0: shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. What are the goals for your business? Is your business a business that is helping other people achieve their goals? Hopefully, it is. And uh, there's a lot of fulfillment in that. Today, we're going to speak with a company that really goes over the top in helping people achieve some of the most important goals in their lives. We're so honored to have with us Jason and Rachel Oyer of Alliance Prosthetics and Orthopedics. Welcome to the show.
1: Absolutely. Hey, Phil, thanks so much for having us. I'll start off the top saying that you're very close. Orthotics. Orthotics. Hey, orthopedics, orthotics. Some people th- say orthodontics, you know, which is which is fun. Uh, but we do we brace everything but teeth. You know, we, we don't do the teeth thing. <laughs> um, but uh, prosthetics and orthotics. So it's one of those things, prosthetics, I think a lot of people know. Hey, amputees, you know, we're fitting people that are missing um, arms or legs, and that's very true. Uh, uh, on the orthotic side, that's bracing. So it could be anything from inserts inside your shoes. If you break your back here in Hall County, we're going to be the ones seeing you at the hospital, at the ER. Uh, But we also work with patients who have undergone a stroke that – Maybe need a brace to help with their walking or we'll work with kiddos that have cerebral palsy mm. or that are going through some other difficulty or problem with their mobility so we're going to do some kind of bracing to externally to help straighten a, a leg or an arm, help them to walk better, give them more support so there's all sorts of things within the prosthetics and orthotics that we do
0: it's so interesting and when I you know i've known you guys for a long time in the orthotics uh, was the piece that you know, I didn't think of right away. I thought of the prosthetics. So tell me, with the orthotics, is it generally something like, hey, I need orthotics and the goal is to get me to where I don't? Or is it often that I will always need it? Or a little both?
1: That That's a great question. So first off, a lot of people, when they think about orthotics, they think about shoe inserts, right? People say, I have orthotics in my shoes. Uh, but that's a small part of what we do. As far as whether they will need it forever or not, it kind of depends on the situation. Someone who has a kiddo that has cerebral palsy, they're probably going to need some kind of orthotic intervention the rest of their life because mm-hmm. there's a, a weakness associated uh, with um, uh, what they have going on. Now, there could be other people that, again, they break their back, right? Mm-hmm. And they need an orthotic brace, a spinal orthosis or a brace for a short period of time until they heal up and then, hey, we're taking it off and, and they're good to go. So it really depends on the situation or the diagnosis or the problem that
0: they're having. All right, so that brings up um, something that they all have a different issue. Everyone who comes to you has a different issue. And you do a wonderful job, as I alluded to at the top of the show, with helping them to achieve their goals. Hmm. Tell us about how this works. Tell us about Gold Diggers.
1: Sure. I'm going to punt this over to Rachel because this is her baby. This is my baby. Is it Rachel? Okay. So,
2: when Jason and I started the company, we really wanted to have something that differentiated ourselves from our competitors. And really, what we saw is that we could offer goal setting. And so, it's, and I think you know this gentleman, Robert Mallon, brought Jason and I think you and another guy through a leadership course, and they really zoned in on smart goals. And during that time is when we knew we wanted to own our own business. So we took our family through SMART goal achievements. So our first big win was getting our baby at the time, Matthew, to sleep 11 hours at night. So we put in processes to try to figure this out. While we are doing this, Jason's working out the non-compete in Alabama, and we are driving back and forth on 85. And we we believe that god just dropped this idea in our lap that we could help patients who've undergone some sort of mobility discrepancy set a personal goal not an insurance goal but i want to be able to fold laundry i want to walk through the store unassisted so they would write it down on a little flash card and they would talk about it at follow up appointments and whenever they have achieved that goal they then would be invited to our big banquet which is called gold digger I do love it when Jason wears his Gold Digger shirt, because a lot of people think it says Gold Digger, and so it makes me laugh, but right. it's Gold Digger, and we have a huge celebration. We have a kids event, and then we have an adult event. Typically we have face painters, balloon guy for the kids, big dance party, and then for the evening event we've had speakers. and. Different people come in and encourage those, have walked through a really challenging time. Mm-hmm. The best part of the night is that our patients can really see there are other people just like them. Mm. So the people we treat, no one really enjoys coming to our office. We know that. Uh, it's a unique thing to build a business around other people's tragedy.
0: Mm.
2: So we have wanted to, to carry that weight humbly but also with a lot of hope. And so what we hope for our patients and for our referrals and for our team members is that when you're inside our four walls, you're encouraged to be better than you were the day before. Mm. So that's really the dream that we're living. And we are excited. We have had multiple banquets. Every year gets better. And we're looking forward to the next one.
0: Oh, I love that. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with uh, the Oyers, Rachel and Jason of Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics. And we're talking about their Gold Digger program, which culminates in the celebration, but all throughout the year you're doing that. And I love that, and there's such lessons to be learned because you are helping your uh, patients, clients, you know, set goals and achieve them. So you're really doing a wonderful thing. And and they're going to get where they need to be faster because of what you're doing. So you're serving them. But how much additional fulfillment does that give y'all? I mean, imagine if you didn't have, when you have a rough day at work, or you're having to do this or that, manage a staffing issue or whatever. How much harder would it be if you didn't have that extra just zest that comes from doing the gold digger program.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's one of the things I talk to when we have students coming through our office of understanding your why. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And Mm. I think Rachel and I laugh You know, people will say, if you're passionate about your work, you'll never work a day in your life. And we don't think that's true at all.
2: (laughs) We actually (laughs) think that's a lie. (laughs) There's
1: there's hard days and and all that. But as far as understanding your why. So my why, my name, Jason, means healer. Uh, Mm. I believe that I was made to be a healer, that God made Mm. me to be able to come alongside patients that are going through this. And so part of our mission statement is that we are helping patients to recognize their inherent value and worth. Mm. Uh, And Rachel and I, we're big faith people. Uh, We believe strongly that uh, God uh, has given each of us value and worth, and it's not tied up in our mobility. Mm -hmm. So when people come in in, in that maybe they had an amputation, right, or they've just had a stroke uh, or their child with cerebral palsy, that they can't move like that they would want to. They typically are coming in feeling very low about themselves, right? Mm. And so what I love or my why is helping people to recognize that they have inherent value and worth. Oh, wow. And so that could be fitting a device, right? Getting them up, they're walking for the first time. I mean, geez, countless stories of patients, they haven't been up in a year, they haven't been up in six months, whatever it might be. But sometimes it's just a conversation uh, that we have with patients that they're coming in in a very low spot. And like Rachel said earlier, you know, one of our guarantees is we're going to communicate hope to every patient that walks in the door. And so that can happen in a lot of different ways. And that's my personal why. I think Again, I love what I get to do, but you know, sometimes work is hard, you know, sure. there's some toil in there. Uh, but having those moments where I can come alongside a patient and help them to recognize their value and worth so that they leave in a different spot is super fulfilling, super mm. fulfilling.
0: Yeah, you know, that quote of uh yeah, if, you, if you're doing something passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. And yeah, that's not true. And I would say that when you're really chasing something, you're going to do a tremendous amount more. You're taking on bigger challenges, but you're excited you get to do it. Hmm. Maybe not in the moment. There's things that they're not pleasant. No. But you're fired up to go take them on. And the the more passionate you are, the more of an impact you're going to have and uh it gets more and more challenging. but if you think about it the challenges you're taking on today probably would have seemed insurmountable three years ago wow. mm. but you've just taken on so many and you just keep getting where you can take on more and more and have a bigger and bigger impact all right we're gonna pick right back up with this uh when we get back from this break on north georgia business radio x about your work make things easy? Or does it get you through those hard things to achieve things you couldn't have imagined? Well, we're going to talk about that right now. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Jason and Rachel Oyer of Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics. Rachel, Jason, thank you for being here. I got fired up. Now, I I get fired up quite a lot on the show, but I'm getting particularly fired up and listening to what you all do. And for those of you just joining us, go back and listen to the first segment. You don't want to miss it. But um, just hearing about the way that you help people achieve their goals. And these are meaningful goals that you help them set. And I love, I've heard some of them before. You know, it might be that I just want to walk down the driveway, which, which has meaning, but it might be something like I want to play with my grandkids. You know, I want to want to do, there's, there's a reason they want to be able to have this mobility goal and you get to help them do that. So it's very exciting. I'm passionate about it and I'm not even the one doing it. So I can only imagine how passionate you all are, but that doesn't mean, as we talked about, things are easy. And, uh, Things can be very challenging, especially when you're starting out. And you had some particular different things you had to work around starting out. Tell us the genesis of Alliance.
1: No, I'd be happy to, Phil. So I was working here in Gainesville, and Rachel and I, again, had decided that we wanted to do this and start a business. And we, if you don't know us, we are not risk takers at all. This is our, our biggest risk for sure. Uh, well, we'd say besides maybe having four boys, that was, was kind of Yeah, four
2: too. boys in five and a half years was right. kind of a Oof. risk.
1: That's, that's kind of wild. Uh, but uh, anyway, we wanted to start it here in Gainesville. But I was working for a different company at the time, and we had a, a non-compete. Uh, and so what we decided to do, uh, and somehow Rachel agreed to this, I'm not sure how. I don't uh, know. But we moved to <sighs> Alabama, which um, we never didn't know anyone there, you know, and we moved there for two years. Uh, and then to be able to come back here, and so during that time that we were in Alabama, met some wonderful people, worked for a great company, but the non-working hours was non-stop getting prepared for what we're doing now. Wow! Uh, and so we had to be very intentional about our time. Uh, a lot of times, as I was driving back and forth from the office, coming coming back to the the house, would be uh, planning and going through different ideas and kind of getting uh, equipped and ready for Alliance to to begin. But there was a lot of conversations. I, I remember one specific time I needed to write out the, our business plan. And Rachel took the boys. I think they went back here to Georgia for a long weekend. And I remember sitting in uh, Panera Bread for hours upon end. And writing is not my thing. I do not enjoy it at all. But being able to iron out, what are we going to be doing? what you know, what, And I think as far as getting to what your original thought was or question as far as that, was it was challenging and difficult, It absolutely was. Mm -hmm. There's things that we do now that we're super passionate about. I am not passionate about writing a business plan. (laughs) That is not something that I enjoy doing. However, I knew there was things that I needed to do. Both of us knew there was things that we needed to do to be able to be prepared for where we are now. Uh, You know, one of the quotes that I love, and I want to say this is Kobe Bryant. I could be wrong. uh, But one of the things he said is, what are you willing to do that others won't to achieve what others can't? And mm-hmm. he was talking about he got up, I want to say, at 4 or 5 in the morning every day and would shoot a 1,000 shots, right? Super talented, right? Great as a basketball player, but he honed his skill by working hard. And I think that's the thing sometimes that the mis, um, can be misconstrued as people are just naturally good at things. I think we all have talents and skills for sure, but you have to work at it and you mm-hmm. have to put in that extra time. And I think there's a lot of things we had to do while we were in Alabama to prepare for what we're doing now.
2: I think – That's the part that, you know, sometimes we look back and that you were kind of talking about in the last segment is that it builds. So the muscle that we have now was built over time. And so we might be able to run a little bit faster and harder now, but that's because we were running hard and fast before. Mm -hmm. So you just continue to grow in your craft and you get more laser focused on what your role is. So I learned over the kitchen table, I was a stay at home mom prior to owning the business with jason and so i had a lot of reading to do that was my main portion because i did not know what an orthotic or a prosthetic really was i knew that it paid our bills i was very grateful for that i loved running water and uh, lights however fantastic it's awesome however i didn't really understand the business side i didn't understand what jason did uh when we were first married he was a technician so the part that is awesome is that the business happened in 2016, but really the genesis was in 2005 when Jason moved from Ohio to try to get into Georgia <clears throat> Tech and didn't, and ended up working for a local O&P place as a tech, making $8 an hour. And he had his mattress on the back of his Honda Accord and we reconnected, we grew up together in the same town in upstate New York, huh. and reconnected over dinner, and got married a year later. And I was a teacher, and he was going back to pursue this dream of doing prosthetics and orthotics. And he was given, and I don't want to say given loosely, he's an incredibly hard worker. So he was uh, offered an opportunity to work at this clinic, and he worked as a technician and went to school, and then eventually was allowed to go back to school at Northwestern And the gentleman who gave him the job is Jim Hughes, who is just an incredible leader in our industry. Mm. He uh, allowed Jason to work and go to school. And really, he helped us be able to afford prosthetic and orthotics school at the time and still now is kind of expensive. So Jason worked at night to help offset that. So he would work all day, go to school, come back and go back into the lab and build devices. So that Mm. way... So really, the business didn't happen in 2016. The business, the skills that we have happened in 2005.
0: This is so great and so many great lessons that yes, you have to do that work and it builds on itself. And I can only imagine how many people would have been in your position and thought, I'd like to go start my own business. But just the fact that there was the two-year non-compete would have totally shut it down. Uh, You know, totally shut down because they didn't want to go through that. And I can imagine you didn't want to go through that. But if you didn't, let's say you had no non-compete and you could, right away, you could start. I guess that would have been 2014, start your own business. Would you have been in anywhere near the position for success that you were after the two years, right. You, right? So that waiting allowed you to do what you need to do.
1: No, I think that's a great point. And I think that obviously, you know, we never know what God's doing in the background, right? Of why certain things happen. But Rachel and I, we both kind of joke. We were both big sports people. And I'll get to your point here. We were both big sports people growing up in high school, but we weren't number one person out there. We were the sixth man. We were like that next person coming up. And so we always had to work hard for it. we, we had some natural giftings, but we had to put in the work for it. And I think during all that time, as much as, hey, I wanted to be the starter. I wanted to be the guy. I played soccer. I want to be the guy scoring you know, goals. Rachel's basketball. You know, She wanted to be the person out there leading scorer. But I think God built a muscle in us, even when we were in high school and into college, to prepare us for where we are. So getting to your point, if we were to just be able to start and it's easier, uh, it sounds great. Um, and I think anyone would always choose the easier of the two paths. I mean, and I'm sure if I had the choice back in 2014, I'd say, yes, <laughs> I would rather stay here yes. and not you know, move away for two years. Uh, but I think there's things that are built in that desert time, that mm-hmm. wilderness time mm-hmm. that is not going to happen otherwise. And no one wants to go through it, but everyone is grateful on the back end of mm-hmm. it. Right. And so you never know when the end of it will come. It could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a year, multiple years. And obviously, you can apply this to a lot of different things. But I think being able to look at those situations as opportunities of what, what can I grow through this? What can I learn from it? And sometimes, you know, in the weeks and months, it's just getting through it. And then on mm-hmm. the back end, you said, All right, God, what did I learn from this? What can I take, you know, from this uh, spot? So I, I would say if I had to go back, I would not, I would still have chosen to go to Alabama and come back here knowing what i know now 2014 you asked me those two things probably i would have stayed here
0: wow and yeah how can you not waste the opportunity that's given you with a setback and setbacks are something i, I say this all the time i mean like so much of what bothers us and gets us upset about a problem is that we're surprised right which you knew you had to non-compete but I actually had a non-compete one time when I was leaving the job, and in my exit interview, they told me. But we'll bring, <laughs> we'll come up <laughs> with that story when we get back on North Georgia Business Radio X. When your business goes through those tough times, those challenging seasons, what happens next? Is it smooth sailing after that? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. And of course, uh, there are smooth seas and bumpy seas. But one thing we know for sure is we will have both. And we're going to talk about that uh, with our friends at Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics, Jason and Rachel Weir. So, picking back up on our story, you had the non-compete. You're not big risk-taking people. No. But you're high-impact people. And to make the impact you were made to make, you moved your family to the great state of Alabama. Worked out this non-compete, and all your time not working and juggling kids stuff and changing diapers, you're working on the business plan. Which, by the way, quick lesson that stood out to me. I love, love that when you had to write the business plan, you cleared the distractions... And you guys came back home, back to Georgia. Yep. But you didn't sit at your house to write the business plan. You went to Panera. And that's very wise, because I know if I have something I really want to work on, pardon me, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, Lindsay and the kids are going to be off at gymnastics for three hours. I kind of need to, like, not just be sitting on the couch, because then I'll just want to watch TV. So it's good to get out in a different environment sometimes. Then you are and went. But anyway, so you worked on the business plan, you got it going, you worked your non-compete, and you came back. And it was all easy after that, right? Starting up the business. Super easy. Super, Super easy. easy. No,
1: no problems at all. <laughs> uh, now we, we laugh, you know, because a lot of things we thought we we knew, and the biggest thing that we were the most nervous about is insurance contracts. So with what we do in the medical profession, you know, Phil, if you came to us and, you know, getting a prosthesis, say you lost your leg, you're going to have insurance, right? And so we need to one, be a network with your insurance uh, and make sure we have a good, a good rate. And so that was the thing that we did not know about. So talk about things that were challenging. That's our biggest thing was getting our Medicare number. Uh, Medicare for us is probably 40, 50% of what we do, but all the other payers, and I didn't know this until we got into this. So if I want to, contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield or with Aetna or Humana or any of these you know, normal payers, we have to have a contract with Medicare first. And there's a whole lot of process of how this happens. And so I still remember this, uh, talking about us working together and encouraging one <laughs> another. So I would call Medicare, you know, we, they have this process, I won't go through the whole thing. And I would call them once a week, hey, where are we and they would kind of let me know. And that it would be the next week and and the next week and the next week. And Rachel looked at me and said, all right, this is not a once a week call situation. This is an everyday call. They should know you by name. They should know when you're going to (laughs) call. And that's what it was. I mean, we called again and again and again. Uh, And finally, right, we got this Medicare number. I still remember when it happened. And we didn't have any money to speak of because, again, we sunk all this in, into the business and we hadn't really done a lot because we didn't have our, you know, rates yet. But we all as a family went out to Mellow Mushroom right down the street here. And it was just a big deal that we were able oh, to yeah. celebrate, you know, so talking about goals. But that's been, a, I think, a thing throughout the process is that we're having to push through because in the end we want to impact patients' lives, Right. And there's going to be some things and, you know, there's rules and regs for all sorts of stuff and not to put anyone under the bus. But sometimes it's hard. It's not just you snap your fingers and then you have what what Mm -hmm. you need. And so our goal, our end game was being able to impact these patients. So we knew we had to trudge through this, you know, payer contracting and all these things to be able to get to that spot. I remember, you know, another, I won't say which one it was, but another major payer, we had to work three years to get a contract with them. And and Rachel. <laughs>
0: Did Rachel call them oh, every day? I'll, I'll,
1: I'll tell the story and then I'll let Rachel fill in the <laughs> gaps. But Rachel, again, she uh, homeschools our boys and works on the business and just does a, a, a million things. But she cleared her schedule. She called this insurance payer at 8 in the morning as soon as they opened up and said, Hello, my name is Rachel Oyer. I'm with Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics. I know you can't hang up the phone on me. I have my whole day cleared. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> What I'm doing today is talking to the right person so we can get a contract. And she literally was on the phone probably till two or three in the afternoon. And again, if you all know Rachel, she finally got to that person. And geez, maybe a month later, after three years of waiting, we have our contract with that uh, payer. So Ra- Rachel went after it.
2: There's a few things that I'm good at. And I will say that's been my add to the business is a bulldog mentality. Yeah. And... Jason is the best clinician. He tra- He is currently training the next best clinicians. I can brag on them. Part of the business model really, it did not include me as much in the day to day. There was a season that we needed my presence inside the office. And so I, as being a stay at home mom, I was thinking I was gonna work more remotely. That really wasn't an option for this one season. And I remember it was the first time I was a working mom fully and how to figure it all out and create. Uh, our youngest at the time was taking naps underneath Jason's desk. It was <laughs> one point he locked himself in the his office like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Uh, but we at that point, I would say as much as we were talking about these are opportunities and how to see it as a positive. I never worked alongside Jason. I never saw really what he could do inside a patient room. I always believed in him. But then when I came into the office, the level of respect that I had for him as a medical provider grew. And I knew this, this is going to work. And it wasn't perfect. There was a lot of hiccups. And it is interesting going from just being a married couple to now owning a business together, what that Not looks sure. like. But we do complement each other. So things that he's super strong in, I'm pretty weak in. And I won't say he's weak at anything. However, I'll say I might have some strengths, and he may not have as strong a strengths. But I I don't take no for an answer easily. I try to figure out a compromise. And there it was. How we even got our building to start. I love telling this story because, and we've shared this before, but we're faith people and. Really, for 10 years, we worked a Financial Peace University program that allowed us to become debt-free, which we just knew we we're supposed to do personally. And we believe in tithing. We've always had that as a anchor inside our marriage. So when we saved everything we had, sold our house, moved to Alabama, we wanted to have a space near the hospital in Brazelton. And the nice land landowner was uh, looking through our assets and he's like you really don't have anything (laughs) so i was like okay great uh do you think we could have your place and so uh he smiled and he he looked it over and it does help to have cute kids so we sent a picture of our cute kids and our family (laughs) and we wrote him a letter and just kind of explained who we were what our vision and our mission were and are and he did he said the reason he could trust us is because it looks like you gave away 10 percent of your income and you're completely debt free those are people i can trust Mm. so for 10 years we worked a plan not knowing where we were going to be and it opened a door for us that we could never open for ourselves so as much as like we're talking about the toil and the hard part i will say at least in our experience what god has done on our behalf that we could not do for ourselves He has opened doors. So yeah, I'm a bulldog, but also I really believe we're supposed to pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on us. Mm -hmm. Those two things are kind of the markers for our business. Our secret sauce is tithing and prayer. That's really anything that we've got going on good has happened because of that.
0: I love it. There's a Mexican proverb, I believe, which is, yes, pray, but row the boat. (laughs) I love that. That's a
2: great proverb.
0: And yeah, you've and uh, there's so much freedom and knowing that that hey, I've got to go work like crazy. I've got to be in a position to to get blessed and whatever, but um, but it's not on me. I've just got to go. But I've got to go do everything I can do. Right. Yeah. I'm not ultimately in control. And I love that there is uh, complementary skills because you are tenacious. You get her done. I try to. And that doesn't always translate over to what I would think would be. A great bedside manner as a clinician you know they're different and being the great bedside manner doesn't always translate over to i'm gonna stay on the phone with you until you're supposed to go home that's right and we're gonna knock this out and how great and just appreciating the strengths of one another and leaning into those uh we'll be back after this break on north georgia business radio x Do little things really matter? Here's a question. Are there any little things at all? Let's talk about that. Welcome back, North Georgia Business Radio X. If you're just joining us, go back and listen to the segments before with our pals Jason and Rachel Oyer of Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics, uh, because a very inspiring story. I'm pumped up, and, and although it is easy to be pumped up listening to um, a few amazing individuals who... Their whole goal is just to help people have mobility and achieve their goals. In whatever your business is, you are helping people too. You're serving them. You might not help somebody walk who could not otherwise walk, but you're helping them live their life, achieve their goals, and there's a lot of uh, wonderful things in that. So uh, as we go into our final segment, which, which, is, which is bittersweet, I've heard a lot. On the show today about these little things you had to do over time that we can look back now and just share the story of hey you moved your whole family to another state some would say similar to another country for two years right you did that every week and then every day you're having to call and go through the bureaucracy of Medicare to to Medicare or Medicaid I always get confused but to get this number all these little things and uh, I-, I like to think, really, that there are no big things. There are just little things that build up. And you all seem to be very dedicated to do the little things with excellence. What? How important is that for you all in your day-to-day? Even in raising your boys. Because when, if you ever have the pleasure of meeting the Oyer boys, you will think to yourself almost immediately, their parents are dedicated to doing the little things right in raising these young men.
2: Mm. That is such a kind thing for you to say, Phil. I'd like to say the little things, we carry them like they're big things. Mm. I would like, I'd like to put the caveat that it's 80% of the time. Nobody's 100%. We, um, I would say the biggest thing would be integrity for us though. So if integrity is at the highest point for you, then all the other stuff can be prioritized appropriately. Integrity and intentionality. I will say that has been how we've kind of been able to do this. So our word, making a promise to one another, making a promise to our staff, making a promise to our patients, that is the biggest thing we're carrying. And I would say that has helped us navigate some of that.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that I know Rachel would pray and we would pray together is that God never let the business grow bigger than our character can allow it. Uh, And so one of the things very early on, I know Rachel was talking about integrity we kind of talked about Medicare early, early on too, in the other segment. So we had a patient, we had an opportunity to see a patient in the first month or two, we didn't have all our Medicare things figured out. And a lot of people were telling us, hey, you can just see this patient. It's not a big deal. Like, you can work around it. And we were probably going to do things 90% right, right? 90% full of integrity. But this 10%, you know, not, not a big deal. And it was hard because at the point, this point in the business, we were not making any money. We were losing money, <laughs> hands on our fists, for sure. And it would have been very easy... To make that call and say yes, we're going to see this patient. We're we're taking care of someone. We're helping them walk. We're not, you know, it's a small bureaucracy thing that we're not doing right. But we decided no, this is not how we're going to build alliance. This is not what God has called us to. And it was hard because we were saying no to that initial getting paid some money to you know help put food on the table. Uh, But what was so neat is that we saw. God provide after that. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that it's always just because you do the right thing, Mm. it means something good is going to happen. But God was real kind because at this this point when all this was happening, one of the things we decided is the first money that came into the alliance, the first check we got, whether it was from uh, a patient, whether it was from uh, an insurance carrier or whatever, we were going to give it back to God. We were going to give it to our local Mm. church. And so obviously we jokingly, you know, we're praying, God, make it not like a big number, like <laughs> maybe something small, or reasonable, but I, I have a picture of the check. I know who who it was um, and I know the amount. And this happened in November, I want to say of 2016. And when we were looking at February of 2017, I remember sitting with our advisory board. We have three amazing men that have been on an advisory board from day one until now I remember sitting with them and saying, if we don't make money this month, I'm not sure what the next step is going to be. You know, we had uh, one team member that we were paying at the the time, how we're going to pay for her or we going to have to take out a loan. What are we going to need to do? And so just praying and asking God to do the things only he can do. Right. And I just had to keep doing the things only I could do. Well, at the end of that month, that was the first month we had profit was that February. And it ended up being a hundred times what the amount that we had given back in. Wow. November. Which again, I don't say this to say, Hey, give money to an organization, to a church, whatever. And three months later, this is going to happen. But it was God reminding us that, Hey, there are things that I'm asking you to do. You need to work hard. You need to go after it. You need to serve your team, serve your patients well, but there's certain things you can't do, right? I don't feel a farmer. You can't make it rain. Mm -mm. Right. You can't make it rain. You can do all the things to prepare, but you can't make it rain. And it's the same thing in our business. I can't make a patient come in our office. We think we have something amazing to offer more than just a device, but I can't make that happen, but I can prepare and be ready for it. And so it was God reminding us of that, that you prepare and I'll bring the rain.
0: I love that. And listening to the story there's so many things you did to prepare that when you started them, you, you didn't even know what you're preparing for, most likely. Working the Dave Ramsley plan for 10 years and getting yourself in that position, you're just doing. You said, this, we feel like we should be debt-free, and you could not have gotten that lease had that not occurred. And it's such a good lesson. You've got to be doing the right things just for the sake of doing the right things like you said there's not a formula it's not i no. do the right things and then this thing happens you got to do them always and we're not, no one's perfect 80 percent, you know but you got to seek to always do them and always do them with integrity and do it wherever you're at you, you got to be doing the right thing and have a plan have a vision for where you want to go and work that plan but it's about where you're at today
2: yeah, and I think you have to have something bigger than yourself to live for, because mm-hmm. in the end, we don't say have integrity for integrity's sake. At the end of the day, this really isn't our business. We we believe that it's God's business, and so we're just instructed to manage it. And so we have to do it in a way that honors Him, not because we have to, we want to. And that has really shifted how we serve and treat patients, we hope that our faith is not a problem for anyone that everyone experiences the absolute best because of it. And it has been our, our anchor through it all. Honestly, when we look at the life that we have, the adventure that we've been able to be on together, we're just incredibly grateful. And really, it came from was we were talking at the top, small choices, it's not a small choice to say the truth it's a big deal to be a truth teller mm, mm. and so i think that would be if anyone wanted advice or whatever it would be to tell the truth to tell the truth is as much and as often as you can and to do it with a lot of grace and a lot of kindness
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and i think with that too to have people around you that are encouraging you to do that thing to be full of integrity to be full of character you know rachel was encouraging me when i wanted to see again that medicare patient are we going to go one way or the other i had someone in my corner that was encouraging me in the way that i should be going and we have multiple people so many people that have surrounded us to encourage us but to let us know when we have spinach in our teeth right when we're (laughs) when we're making a mistake that we're not realizing and i think it's very important if i'm looking at something to take away uh is having the right people surrounding you and and with you uh to help you go after the goals and the dreams that you're, uh, that you're wanting to pursue and having like-minded individuals that are willing to tell you the hard things, even mm-hmm. when you don't want to hear them, uh, instead of just yes, people, mm-hmm. if you just have yes, people around you, uh, you're going to end up in a spot that you really don't want to be. You want the person to push back and to make you think through the decisions that you're making, because that's going to make you better. And you know, we talked at the beginning, would you rather have the easy road or the hard road? I think it's the same thing here. Yes, it's great to have friends or business associates or acquaintances that are always saying, yes, you're the best. Yeah, keep going with that. But is that really what you want to be able to get to the spot you want to go? You want people that are pushing against you, that are refining you, that are sharpening you. So, hey, now I'm at a spot that I never would have dreamed I would have been able to get to mm-hmm. because these people were encouraging me.
2: And I think that diehard, I remember the conversation so clearly because honestly, and Jason's perspective. He had taken our family from, we had a really great living in Alabama. It was actually kind of hard to leave. And part of the story is, is he was offered a lot of awesome jobs and we wanted to start the business. Mm -hmm. I was like, are we sure we should start this business and have like no income? But sure. Yes, we definitely need to do it. We know it's the right thing to do. And I remember telling him very clearly, and it was not easy. I would rather be broke as a joke underneath a the bridge than to lose our integrity. Mm. There just would not be a time where we could, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror. And that, I think, helped us. And honestly, I think it was kind of that whole thing that we've been praying since the beginning is that our character would always be bigger than the business, that it would, the business would never supersede it because we, we have been around enough to see the amount of devastation that has happened with fellow business owners, fellow people in our field, the business can fail. Our marriage cannot. Our kids and our relationship is our top priority. And while we don't want the business to fail, clearly we're on this radio show to tell you how much we love being business owners, (laughs) so please come see us at Alliance. However, this is going to pass away. This all is going to end. And so in the end, we want to do what is going to last forever.
0: I love that. Uh, It has been such a joy to have Jason and Rachel of Alliance Prosthetics and Orthotics with us. If you need prosthetics or orthotics, you need to call them. And I want you to take away, do the little things right. They matter. Have a dream. Go for it. All of you out there, thanks for listening. And... been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses.